I've always seen myself as like a product. If I'm the product, how do I keep building my value? You wouldn't put money into a stock you know is going to fail or go down. As simple as that sounds, there's a lot of things that we do in life that are that simple. That we know it's going to depreciate. We know it's going to make us worse. We know it's going to keep us in that weak spot. We know it's going <laughs> to make us unhealthier or whatever in ways that looks for you. But yet we're still putting our money into it. We're still like putting our time into it. We're still putting our focus. We're still putting like emotions attached to it. And it's just going to depreciate in value. And if you see yourself as a product or how I see it as like, I'm depreciating my product. The value is going down. I have a fun fact. I've been listening to the Huberman uh, podcast that he did maybe last week about music. And he said that if even for people that don't like to listen to music like you, the benefit or positive of it um, could be for you. If you listen to it for like 30 to 60 minutes, he said like two times a week or something like that. He's like, even a minimum of 30 minutes, but that there are a lot of studies done that it improves your brain elasticity. And that also helps you as you advance in age for like cognitive function and physical ability hmm. that you're able to pick up new things because of the way that it like kind of works out your brain. Yeah. The. So I wonder if this is how people feel when we're like, just work out like 30 to 60 minutes twice a week and blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, probably. Yeah. I'm like, listen to music. What a waste. And it's even worse because he said like to actually listen to it, not just like have it on in the background, like yeah, actually try sure. to take it in and. Oh, <laughs> that would be so difficult for me. <laughs> that would be very hard for me to do. Yeah. Especially to yeah. like actually listen to. That's like, what I think I is funny. have it on in the background yeah. and tune I'm it sure out. you'd, well, yeah, you'd have to, you have to like be kind of aware that it's on. But that's what I was thinking. Like, oh, he says like, this seems so simple and he's like i don't even want to call it a protocol because it seems like a protocol is something that you have to impose on yourself where this just seems like a fun activity that you get to do yeah, and right. i was like oh not for him it wouldn't yeah. be <laughs> <laughs> no be like oh i gotta go listen to music now but that was a really cool episode for someone that likes to listen to music it seems like oh this isn't just like a thing that i have to like feel guilty about it's taking time to do of listening to music there was so much benefit to it and he said like surprising amount of data and studies to back it up yeah and he also said for kids it's a great thing to do to get them to like be around music listening to music even better if they can learn how to play an instrument that like the development of their brain will be significantly improved because of it yeah i heard him say on a on a podcast like if they can learn an instrument before six, yeah, it's like he's like they're just smarter. Those kids are just smarter. Yeah, like the 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 growth of the brain and the development of the brain is just so much like faster and more advanced that mm -hmm. it it just helps them so much more along the way. And it's so weird to think like something like that could be that powerful. You know, yeah. it's like just learning an instrument instrument before you're six. It's like really that. You think it's like, no, you make them sit down and study and do this and yeah. like learn all the things. It's like, no, literally just learning an instrument. And that is something that's going to 
increase their development. Well, and I should look up while we're talking about it because he also, I mean, it was a great episode. So if you're interested in it at all, go listen to it. But um, it was episode music on the brain is what it was called. And it was a week ago. Um, But just like how even for like mood shifting that there was, it's like, oh yeah, you listen to a happy song, you get happy. You listen to a sad song, you get sad or blah, blah, blah. But there was all studies actually done of like what kind of tempo to be listening to and speed of the song to be listening to that will boost your mood. Or he said, if you're in a, they tested like if you're in a sad or anxious state, if you listen to a song that is furthering your emotional state of being sad for like 10, eight to 10 minutes or something like that, or 12 minutes, that it will almost like force your emotions to, like in your brain like bring them up and then clear them out and they also did a study of and that's what i'm trying to find in his notes um that they tested a song that is supposed to basically reduce the feeling of stress or anxiety and he said they, they tested it on hundreds of people just like it's like the way that the math of the actual music connects in your brain that it soothes those neurons that are popping off um but i can try to find that while we're looking at it yeah it's crazy how powerful that can be especially with all that you know like you're talking about just how many studies they've done with it then too and they have that to back it up it's like and what i said about the silly like your cardiovascular system he said like you can improve your structure of how you breathe and your a bit like your um cardiovascular health i guess because the way that you unconsciously breathe and hold your breath and exhale on certain parts of the song, not being aware of it, that it like practices your, um, what's that word? Like I don't know. What explain it? Like what? Like he's saying what? most like, like you're if you want to practice getting better at breathing properly and being able to control like your heart rate and all that kind of stuff there's actual techniques and exercises that you can do and he was basically saying by listening to music you kind of naturally practice those exercises you can just oh, isolate yeah. them and practice them on your own but subconsciously we do that with listening to music because when the song builds we hold our breath and then when <laughs> it releases, yeah. like we release also our breath that it kind of just naturally has you practice getting well, control of your cardiovascular system and being able to utilize that in performance it's kind of like when you're not focusing on breathing or thinking about it but how many people are breathing irregularly or just like holding their breath Mm -hmm. maybe and they don't even realize it that i wonder if that's kind of what it is talking about that part of it yeah um Hmm. okay i can't find it but if i'll put it in the the notes if i can find this song because yeah they found like a specific song that's supposed to and he was like i oh i found it it's the song called weightlessness by uh mac i don't know how to m-a-r-c-o-n-i union and it's a it's a 10 hour version but um i can link that in the description is it but, macaroni I don't think so because he said it and it sounded like an actual person's name. If it was that, I would have remembered him saying that. Um, (laughs) But he's like, I didn't feel anxious when I listened to it. So he's like, don't take my, you know, my data to back up this. But he was like, it did give me an overwhelming, like a sense of relaxed 
feeling from what I was doing. Like he's like, I came up of a bout of work and then put this on and kind of like it chilled me out. Um, I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, that's just not a tool I'm ready to use. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. It just, it seems like such a distraction <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's not for me. Not for me right now. I get it. Is there any way that I could snag a piece of paper from you? Yes. Although I don't have a pen, so, and never mind. I don't have a pen. So do you not need one? No, I'll yeah. just remember it. So my computer's at 4%. How you doing? I am feeling really good lately. I'm feeling energized every day, and I feel like mentally I'm in this, like, let's fuck shit up mode. Like, I just, like, want to attack every version of life right now. And that feels fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and to just kind of, like, being able to continue to figure out how I want to go about that and um, different elements that I can bring in. And my days are feeling very structured right now, which I like. Um, but it's funny as... I continue to get older the ways that I find how I work best and yet even that sometimes is hard to create and like keep like sustaining it it's like I know I'm a person of structure and schedules and like having every part of my day kind of knowing what's happening I don't do well with just like flow yeah me either that <laughs> it's like I have again like the being your parent like I have full control over that, especially right now where so many of my days are nothing. It's like a lot of I can do it kind of whenever I want sort of stuff that it's like, oh, now that I'm kind of having a schedule and things are in an order, like I could have been doing this for so much longer and enjoying this. Yeah. Like I know I don't I'm do well productive. with like free flowing. So why do I keep free flowing? Yeah. I don't need to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like... It kind of if you know you're that way you should just try to structure it yeah. structure it in that way and then you know again even structuring the free flowing times it's like you know you can pick whatever yeah. day or time during the week or like almost you know i feel like people use that for vacation kind of like oh th that's why people look forward to vacation mm -hmm. so much uh, it, well one reason is probably just because it's like oh i don't have to follow the scheduled plan day after day after day to where you know i, I think I don't know. I think we just, we, us specifically for sure, but I wonder if majority of people feel that way or, or are that way where it's like a structure and a schedule is just, you're just more productive. Mm -hmm. You're more disciplined that way. You get stuff done. You feel better about the day and all that kind of stuff. I feel like you grow up with that as a kid. I mean, everything is structured and scheduled yeah. as a kid that it would almost seem natural that as you get older, it's like, well, you're basically trained to have a structure and mm -hmm. you know you go to school and it's like i have this for this long and you, you go throughout the whole day and, and then you get out of school and you kind of have to build your own yep. a little bit and then people start to struggle of like oh i don't know what to do it's like well you've been doing this your whole life you might as well just keep doing that and i think even what i told you the other day of i we've been doing these power hours and it has been just like 
the best. <laughs> like, I'm just loving it so much. But we schedule you our power hours of like, we're going to work and just like go crazy with work for an hour. But because it's, there's a start time and an end time, I know how to then structure my day around that. Yeah. Rather than before where it was like, well, I don't know when I'm going to get that done or I should really do this and do that. Like I'm trying to calculate when's the best time to do five different things. Yeah. That's like, this is just the hour for work. This is not the time to, well, should I listen to music or should I be relaxing during this time? Or should I answer these? Like, th- is it work related? Then you're doing it in this hour yeah. that we start that at nine thirty. Okay. Well, if the other day when I was kind of ready with eating and all that kind of stuff by nine it's like okay i'm not gonna do what i normally do of start 30 minutes earlier and then just do 30 minutes extra of work which i'm also realizing through some of these podcasts that i'm listening to of like i'm wasting my time like i'm doing too long abouts of this focused and i think that's why like mistakes are getting made or i'm getting kind of just like drowsy when i'm doing it because i'm trying to hyper focus for way too long versus taking little bouts and then doing breaks in between but I was like, I have a half hour. I'm not going to start early. I'm just going to lay on the floor and listen to music carefree. It's like that still felt productive because yeah. I knew I wasn't pushing the work back or I knew I wasn't going to like, well, if I do this, like, am I going to run out of time to do my work? It was like, no, you have a time designated for that. This is free time. Yeah. This is free play time. <laughs> do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, just let, letting those naturally come up rather than everything's just a flow and now you're just kind of like you're kind of doing work but then you kind of yes. get up and oh maybe i should listen to music while i'm doing work and that might and then you're blending the two and it's all weird that i don't know i think like we're home a lot so it we kind of have to structure things in order to be productive and feel like we're getting stuff done and, and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff that i don't know i think just just trying to schedule your day as much as possible it seems like it's been really beneficial for us. And I think even for yeah. people that, you know, it's, you don't maybe work that day. It's like still kind of structuring and scheduling your day. Yeah. I th- I think it's going to make, I think it helps you feel better about the day. If you're, I don't know, if you're kind of like me where it's like, if I just kind of mosey around all day, I just feel like uh, this, I just kind of wasted today. Even if you get a bunch of stuff done, there's still something of like the randomness that for me at least makes me feel like I didn't do something. Yeah. Yeah. Like because it wasn't well, a And I think it's I think it's kinda like what you said, is the focus thing. You know from nine thirty to ten thirty, all you have to do is focus on work. So yeah. you can put everything into that rather than like, oh, should I get up and like put a load of laundry in or should I listen to music now mm-hmm. too? Or should I write my workout for the day or whatever it is, you know this is just the time to do this. Mm-hmm. And then whatever your next thing is that you have scheduled, you can just go right to that then rather than you're trying to think about all of the things all day long and when to do them and how to do them and what's the best order. It's like, just plan it all out and then you can put all your attention to one thing Yeah. and then move on to the next rather than trying to juggle all of them at the same time. It feels more purposeful and it feels like I can tell what the, um, the benefit of it is like I can tell like how is this improving my day versus it being kind of just aimless I can't really calculate it's almost like for me I can't calculate is this helping it or not yeah well or did I do it in the wrong order and then that it wasn't good even just the mood it's just like how you feel 
like you said, uh, you know, feeling more energized, feeling like you're more productive. And it's like, it's not like you weren't getting your work done before. Mm-hmm. You're, you're still getting your work done. And it's been the same for how long. But, but what I was realizing is, yeah, I was, I'm getting my work done, but I'm not getting time to lay on the ground and listen to music. I'm not getting time to read. I'm not getting time to just like make my food and like not feel like I have to rush to do that yeah. because I was doing these long bouts of work and then my brain was getting a little bit foggy and the work like it was taking me longer because it took me longer to get back like into focus and re-engage with things yep. that yeah the work was getting done but none of these other extracurriculars that I would like to have in my day it was if I get to it which when I have work am I ever going to get to it no I'm going to keep choosing the work <laughs> yeah well it's like it's the you know one of our favorite sayings from Jocko is Dis- discipline equals freedom it's like yeah look look you being disciplined allowed 30 minutes of extra time and now it's like that's 30 minutes of freedom that you get to just yeah. choose what you want to do and it's like you just lay it on the ground and listen to music it's like yeah that's pretty cool to where i don't feel like you really get that by just kind of going with the flow and unless you're really good about that like you can easily just like you know detach and go into that state of just like oh i'm relaxed now and i'm just having a good time and i'm doing what i want to and then you can revert back into work and get really focused on that that's a hard transition for me to do and to like to blend and whatever to where i'm better with like yeah. the 9 30 to 10 30 i'm gonna do this and then maybe for 30 minutes i'm gonna read after that and then i'm gonna eat or whatever and then oh look there's 20 minutes that i just kind of have free sitting here now i'm gonna i get to choose kind of it's yeah. like my 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 choice of what i want to do within that time and i just work so much better that way rather than like let's wake up and just like what are we gonna do and when do you want to work today mm-hmm. or when do you want to go work out i feel like we waste so much time when we do that it's like one day we're going and working out at 9 30 the next day we're going and working out at 11 and it's just like the day is all kind of messed up yeah. and they're different every time and it, it just doesn't feel productive and like we're it doesn't feel like you're you're building upon anything it kind of just feels like you're you're completing the day but then when the next day comes it's not like a add-on from the day before it feels like you're just right. kind of repeating to where it, it it's felt like the last week or however long we've been doing it now like it's we're stacking things and it's just like getting more and more Mm-hmm. productive and mm-hmm. I don't know and it's probably really just a mood thing but still it's I mean that's better than feeling like ah, I don't, today wasn't that productive when it's uh, like well you got the same amount of work done than you would before yeah but it's like over here I actually feel like I feel good and I actually feel like I'm getting more work done but also the quality is better which I like, bet that's I'm noticing I'm cruising yeah. through my to-do lists and I'm not making mistakes and um, during our power hour also, which is also something I've learned on the, with listening to that Huberman podcast was I need to do work in silence. There's been plenty of studies done that working in silence, you get a better outcome working with like uh, instrumental music is a little bit less good, but still better listening to lyrics is not good and then listening to like your favorite music which is typically sometimes what i would do is like the worst because you're constantly having your brain go back and forth yeah um 
so doing it in silence has been really helping me too but it, it, yeah it seems like oh i'm when i'm working i'm able to like physically like everything zoning in yeah. on that time yeah. that the quality and i'm getting more work done and just i'm achieving more things in the day because i'm chunking them up like i said i'm getting time to listen to music and do all this other random crap yeah. um i do i can do it when i'm in a group like free flow but when i'm by myself it's like well i also don't feel like i'm achieving a whole bunch in my day maybe when i'm i think like when you're on a vacation it's like i can kind of do whatever at any point of the day but i'm also not trying to achieve anything i guess on a vacation yeah yeah well and i feel like that's kind of the intention or the feeling of vacations too is like oh i get to just like take a break and let the days just kind of happen you're just stacking fun on top of fun so yeah. it doesn't really matter what order it, you the do whole fun thing in. is like guilt-free whatever just yeah yeah, I think it's fine. Kicking my feet like a kid down here. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging my feet. Yeah, it's yeah. it's been cool. It's it's kind of stupid how like simple it is of just like yeah, pick time frames and try mm -hmm. to like do your things within that. I feel like you can do it with the stupidest stuff too. It's like I'm gonna set my alarm even on your off days, I'm gonna set my alarm and wake up at this time yep. and then I'm going to like make my breakfast and eat my breakfast once i'm finished with that we'll see what time it is like i, I want to get started with my duties or my chores or whatever it is today at like 9 30 so then at 9 30 i'm going to do the laundry and then you're doing that and maybe that takes 30 minutes to an hour and then you just keep like chunking it up within these time frames i'm mm -hmm. gonna go work out at 11 and then i'm gonna work out from 11 to 12 and because that way too it's like you go work out maybe you're done earlier than you thought you would it's like well i have till 12 so Maybe I can stretch for a little bit longer. Yep. Or maybe I can go pop in the sauna or do whatever. And then you leave at 12 and you have something scheduled again. It's like, I think it just, there's a little bit of, I think there's a part of the brain that just gets to kind of calm and shut down. Where it's just yes. like, this is already scheduled for me. I don't have to think about it. That's where I you can know. free flow. I'm free flowing throughout my scheduled day. Yeah. To where when you're, when you're just not, nothing scheduled, whatever, you're constantly just thinking about all the things you got to do and it gets starts to get messy and weird mm -hmm. and I, I just don't work well that way yeah 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 i'm really liking it the working in silence is honestly so stupid how much of a difference i can tell like it, like i yeah. can actually tell my brain is working better yeah. like my i can see like oh wow i lose focus quick and like even like really simple detail things um, I think because I am very, I like, everybody always called it like, I was kind of like in La La Land or Courtney world when I was younger. It's like, I typically like to daydream really fast or like focus on things. Or when I listen to music, it's like, then I'll start coming up with a daydream in my head or I'm choreographing in my head. It's like, I'm doing emails. And then yeah. now like I have to bring myself back and I'm doing that so often that I can see how like i don't get exhausted as fast after that power hour to where oh, normally sure. after an hour of work i'm like I, I can't focus on anything because i it's well, like yeah probably because your brain has been going back and yeah, forth, back and forth. yeah yeah to yeah where the silence is probably like if you start to kind of get away from the focus or whatever there's nothing to then like pull you and distract you right you know there's no music playing or the tv on or any of that it's like oh i need to just get dialed back in mm -hmm. that's me with reading it's like i it's i can't I can't read with 
a TV on or like some something going on in the background yeah. or noise or music or whatever. It's like I just don't retain anything. Yeah. And then I find myself like I just read this whole paragraph. Wait, I don't even know what I read. Uh, yep. So then I have to go back and read it again. Yeah. Where when it's silent, I'm doing less of that. I'm able to actually like get into what I'm reading and, you know, comprehending it and whatever yep. going through it. But if there's other shit going on, like I'll read a whole page and I'll be like, I don't even know what that just yep. said. I remember like, one time in school, one of my teachers, we would have like reading hours in our homeroom, like reading, you know, chunks, like we'd have like one day where we had to read and he would also play music, which isn't hilarious. And I'm just like, like knowing what now. do you expect from me? Yeah. Like, you think I'm not going to listen to that? Yeah. And there was a day where he had on, especially um, what the, was it like singing to like there's lyrics? Oh yeah. And it's, so it's like, like, how music are you able we to all read? Know. And yeah. then yeah and one day the song uh baby got back no um oh, oh my gosh i don't know that song oh my gosh no. oh usher my <laughs> you think of usher omg it doesn't i can matter, feel it coming it? in the air tonight oh okay. what's that song is that the name of the title i think it might be yeah but how it has like that yeah famous drum solo in it yeah it was silenced in the room and we had like, it was someone that kind of was in music in that room. I don't want to say their name, but then it, <laughs> came on, they did the drum solo on the thing. And he's like, are you listening to the music? It's like, yeah, we're all listening to the music. You think yeah. any of us can focus on reading? Yeah. You have music that we know going on. He's just like, this is his silent time or his. Well, cause he's know, just like time doing too. email. So he wants to listen yeah. to music. It's like, yeah. but how much to focus on this stupid book? As the 25 kids in the class can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's funny. And it's interesting. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of people that it's like. Uh, well, I feel like especially nowadays, like everybody's always got a distraction kind of outside going on. You know, you, everybody's got earbuds in or you're at home and you just throw the TV on or you just throw a speaker on. You're listening to music, whatever. And we're so rarely just like sitting there with nothing. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like, obviously, we've we've gotten away from that and don't really realize how much of a benefit it can be. It's like, look, look at how quality of work just goes mm -hmm. up. And now because your quality of work is going up, it's like you can do things faster and you're able to get more done. But yeah. it's like, you know, it's just so easy to turn on the TV, turn mm -hmm. a podcast on or turn music on or whatever that. And then you're I mean, kind of we getting like watching... half quality of both things. Yeah, totally. You're not, you're not listening to the podcast. You're not listening to the music. Yeah. And you're also not getting and my emails done. don't make sense <laughs> yeah who was it that we were, we were just listening or watching a podcast with somebody and they were like i'll have a podcast on and then i'll be on my phone and like watching another video on youtube on my phone oh yeah it's like i'll have a podcast on and youtube on yeah i'm like oh shit i do that sometimes too. yeah it's like now you're not getting anything of either really right or it's like if you're just going to be focused on your phone just pause it and then go to this mm -hmm. and then when you're done pause it back or it's like or just don't that's insane it's like i'm watching this and that and i have to go back and forth it's like just pick one and chill yeah you're like, not that's getting the information just, from like, me both crazy we are now yeah we just need something going all the time it's like one thing isn't enough now it's like you can't just right. watch a show or you can't or, or a podcast or something it's like you have to have that on but then also over here i'm watching this or yeah it's crazy yeah. 
I feel like we're figuring out a lot lately in the last like month. It seems like, I don't know what it is. Just like our conversations are steering in that direction or what's. Well, I wonder if it's part, part of like doing the podcast, doing this. Sure. Is yeah. It's like we just we're in that zone of like, we like talking about these things. So we're just putting ourselves in more situations where it's like, I think we're kind of like, we have to come up with things to talk about. And sure. And then discuss. we end up just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's kind of like, well, what about this? Yeah. Like, do you notice this happening when you're doing work? Like what's going yeah. on with work? Like, are you, do you feel focused or whatever? And I think it's just like every little thing that we're trying and doing now, we're thinking like, oh, could we talk about this on the podcast? And what, mm-hmm. you know, what would it, what are your thoughts about it? And then like you or I are listening to other people talk about it and, you know, you're going listening to episode all about music and that sort of thing. And because it's been just like a topic on of your interest right now. And it's like, well, now we can just talk about it on the podcast and yeah. apply it yeah. and whatever that, I don't know. I think when you have, when you have this to like, you want to tell people about stuff and you want topics, it's like, you just start to focus on every little thing in your life. Like, well, can mm-hmm. I talk about this? Or could I talk about that? And mm-hmm. so I think, I think it's like a, I don't know. It's positive in both ways. It's like, it's giving us things to talk about, but then it's also having us try new things and try to like, you know, better every aspect. And then it's like, right. Oh, look at this. Like, this is something I never even focused on. Like I would always have list music on when I'm working or a podcast on or something while I'm working. And I'm realizing now, like when it's silent, I am so much better. Yeah. Like who knows if we would talk about that or, or if it would even come up if we weren't doing this kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think we're getting into a lot of cool conversations and we're both kind of dialed in, I think, on the same wavelength right now of yeah. just maybe not the fuck shit up like I'm in, but the like really kind of like kind of the power hour of life, <laughs> <laughs> like really wanting to improve on our weaknesses and sharpen the ways that we're already good and like i think we're questioning our lives and decisions a lot lately which is forcing us to like hmm, why do we do that or how can we improve that and what behaviors do we need to change and yeah um well i think that's somewhat of a good segue to go into like what the topic is <laughs> yeah what the topic is because that's something that we were talking about the other day that just bettering things and going into that and I don't remember how it came up, but just the concept of like putting your time and effort into things that um, appreciate and value, like mm-hmm. they, they get more valuable over time and they serve you more rather than putting your time and effort into things that do the opposite. They take value away and it actually gets worse over time. And I don't know, it's like we, we just kind of took that and started to think about all of the different aspects of life and decisions that we're making and where we're putting that time and effort. And I think when you start to do that, you start to look at like, oh, that's maybe not helping me at all. That's like taking Mm -hmm. taking time and energy away that is actually getting less valuable and hurting me in in the long run. And I don't know, you start to go through that with every little aspect and every little decision. And I think that's what I've been doing the last couple of days since we talked about is like I'm making this decision is like, oh, is that an appreciating asset that I'm putting time and effort into or is it a depreciating one? And having to really think about it, like, 
for right here now in the moment and for, you know, let's say a week from now, a month from yeah. now, a year from now, does it look that way? Because I think we get mixed up a lot of the times too of we think that it's, you know, something good or something valuable and it's going to gain value over time. But really it's like just a quick fix or something that makes us feel good in this moment. And then you fast forward a month and it's like, oh, that's actually making me feel worse over time. Because I think how many people, just like we started this, you know, podcast with, of like how many people are go with the flow and mm-hmm. just want to be free. They don't want to be strapped down by a schedule and structure and whatever. But then you fast forward over or you, you expand out and look at a week or a month or a year worth of time and you realize like, oh, I'm not productive at all. I've been stagnant for a year or a month. And it's because I keep thinking like, oh, I just need to relax and like go with the flow and whatever. And then it ends up being, well, that's not helping you long term. It's like this feels kind of good right now because it helps you relax. But you zoom out and you go a little bit broader of a time and you're you're not productive. It, nothing's getting better. You continue to have to go, oh, just relax, go with the flow. And mm-hmm. it's like that's not the advice that you need or that's not the, the direction you need to go. So it's been weird and 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 cool to see like oh i'm gonna do this is this like moving the needle forward or moving the needle back yeah i i've always and maybe this would seem gross to some people but this works for me in my brain like how i process things i've always seen myself as like a product and like improving the product and improving how it's delivered and what the brand of that is and how do I like keep again like how do I if I'm the product how do I keep building my value so I think that is also helpful in this of detaching myself from me because I think when you are so inward focused you bring also your emotions with it which is also something I'm practicing a lot as of lately very lately um is kind of just detaching from the actual situation and being able to look at it like the zooming out approach. Jocko said on his podcast and when he said that, I was like, oh, this is something I need to start doing because my immediate response is emotional a lot of the time, which if you've been listening to the podcast, that's something I'm trying to work on is utilizing my emotions, (laughs) not letting them control me. So this has been a helpful tactic for me of okay, something comes up, say it's a work-related thing. I am now practicing detaching myself from the situation and just going, okay, there's worker B, there's worker C, there's the boss, there's the solution or there's the problem. Now what's the solution to make the product better, to make the company better, to make the situation not a problem, like having it be a solution and not a problem Yeah. that... I think when you can detach yourself from those things, it's easier to do the, is this appreciating the value or is this depreciating the value? You brought up the example that clicked with me of, you wouldn't put money into a stock you know is going to fail or go down because you will lose more of your money. So as simple as that sounds, there's a lot of things that we do in life that are that simple. That we know it's going to depreciate. We know it's going to make us worse. We know it's going to keep us in that weak spot. We know it's going (laughs) to make us unhealthier or whatever in ways that looks for you. 
but yet we're still putting our money into it. Mm-hmm. We're still like putting our time into it. We're still putting our focus. We're still putting like emotions attached to it. And it's just going to depreciate in value. And if you see yourself as a product or how I see it as like, I'm depreciating my product. The value is going down. Right. Well, b- because even on that topic too, of like of the stock and it's, you know, it's a company. It's like you take something like Coca-Cola, what they're doing in their business and the decisions they're making in their business is dictating whether that stock's going up or down mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It's like, are they, are they making more money or are they making less money? And why are they making more or less money? Like, are they cutting costs in certain areas that are allowing them to make more money? Do they increase their product price? Mm-hmm. You know, are they, are they trying a new formula or whatever it is? There's a lot of reasons why. And I think if you take that, like you're saying, like seeing yourself as a product, if you, if you look at yourself that way and go, okay, what things am I doing? That's like making my stock go up. Mm-hmm. So am I, am I healthy? Am I, you know, be, am I trying to learn more? Am I becoming more intelligent? And I feel like a lot of us where the biggest problems and issues are is the emotional state. It's like a lot of us are, you know, we're listening to podcasts or we're reading books and we're becoming more knowledgeable and we're doing well with health and we're trying to like eat well and exercise and whatever, but we're so not in control of our emotions. That's why I think uh, we listen to so many podcasts, why so many people listen to so many podcasts. We're interested in what other people are thinking and feeling. And I think it has more to do with like, what are you doing that's like beneficial to you? Mm -hmm. It's like why all of these podcasts and why we probably wanted to start one too is like, we want to put helpful information out because we loved listening and watching people, Huberman and Jocko Mm -hmm. and all these people that are putting good information out. It's like, oh, I'm taking that and that like, I feel like it betters my life. Yeah, it betters my life that I think it comes so much to the emotional part of it that it's like, how do I get better emotionally? And there's so many decisions we're making all day long that are, you know, that are emotional decisions. Like you said, you're, you're coming from that state and it's sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But, um, I think those are the harder ones to figure out is the emotional stuff because we know what we should eat. Right. We know what we shouldn't eat. We know we should be exercising or not. Those are easy ones to go. Okay. Appreciate it. Appreciate and value. Well, if I'm healthier, that's definitely going to be an appreciating asset. Mm -hmm. So let me put my time and effort into that. So eating well and exercising, but how do I appreciate my value? Like, so my emotional state is better so that I'm not so like sad and angry all the time. I think those ones are a little bit more tricky to figure out, but I don't know. It's like you said, I think it's the, the seeing yourself as a product is such an interesting way to look at it because that's what a company does. Yeah. They go like, how do we get better? How do we make more money? How do we make our stock price go up so that we can make more money and we can become more valuable? And I think it's not seeing it as like, I'm a product. I need to become valuable for other people. It's I need to become valuable so that I'm feeling good about myself and I feel confident and like I can just do things and be healthy and be I don't know, just a better state of mind, basically. Uh, that helps me when I think about, like, I want to, me as a person, just individually, I always want to keep getting better and improving. Yeah. That That's just, like, a simple metric for me to 
take out the bullshit week part of it because I can logically see if I'm a business, what decisions do I need to make? Not as Courtney, do I want to go and do that? Do I want to go and work out? It's like me as the person, not really. Yeah. But as the business, am I going to read better if I look better? Am I going to read better to people if I look like I kind of have my shit together because I am in shape? Like kind of like that's going to expand to so many different things on top of my actual physical ability will be better because I'm focusing on my health. I'm focusing on what I'm eating. I'm focusing on going and doing that workout. So now I am able to produce more and my business is going to thrive because the facility is working better. Yeah. I, I feel like I hear this a lot from parents when they become parents for the first time as well of they're so hyper-focused on their kid and making their life awesome and doing all those things for them that they're like, oh, I don't do this for me. Like, I didn't realize how much time I wasted because you want your kid to have a structure, so now your family has a structure. And you realize, oh, I get so much more done in my day because I have a structure for them around nap time and when they have to eat and when they, you know, do their third nap for the (laughs) whatever, that now your day is structured, so you're getting more done. Or I want them to eat healthier, so I'm just going to make healthier food for everybody, and now I'm eating healthier. That is like that natural detachment happens. And also in the, maybe the negatives of, oh, I see the qualities in them that I didn't fix, that I didn't work on, that I'm not improving on because it's coming out in them or they're making those decisions too. Or it's the simple thing of like, they're swearing. They've only heard you. So (laughs) they probably are getting that from you that it forces you to detach because you're so hyper-focused on something outside of you even though it is a reflection and can also be helpful to you. That's one of, uh, in Jordan Peterson's book, 12 rules for life. That's one of his, one of the rules is treat yourself like you're taking care of somebody else. Basically like how you take care of other people, take care of yourself that way. And I think the first part of that is what you're saying is like detach. You almost have to see Mm -hmm. yourself as not you and see yourself as somebody else or like a product or like a business I think whatever connects to you, you can use, but as long as you can detach and go like, okay, if I was giving somebody else advice here, like, what would I tell them? Yes. And it's like, yes, you're telling yourself that, but you have to get out of that. You have to detach and get away from that emotional state that you're mm-hmm. in. And it's like, okay, well, what would be good for my, you know, product or my business or, you know, for this other person? And I think the, the answers that end up coming and the advice everybody says it all the time like i'm so much better at giving advice to other people than taking my <laughs> right own. right it's like, well yeah of course because you don't have the emotional turmoil <laughs> in your head when you're giving yeah. advice to somebody else like you, you're you're coming from a much you're emotionless and a much more logical place mm-hmm. that's like now you just got to practice doing that for yourself and it's extremely challenging because it's like i was saying the other day like um <clears throat> the way that has connected to me and i like is um just the way that Jocko has said he does it. He's like, take a step back. So when I am kind of there, I go, okay, take a step back. And now the hard part is like, I then go, okay, I took a step back. And now I just like suck back in. And then I'm like, but this and that and this and that. It's like, you have to stay back. You have to continue to Mm -hmm. pull yourself away. And 
I think as soon as you start to get emotional again, you got to try to remember and repeat like, okay, take a step back. Let's see myself as a product or, you know, like Jordan Pearson's way, like, okay, I'm taking care of somebody else here. I'm not taking care of me. Let's get the ego out, yep. the emotional out, all of that. And I think you can make, I think you make better decisions that way and come from less emotional places yep. and that kind of trickery of, am I putting this to an appreciating asset or a depreciating one? It's like, I think people tend to go like, well, I, I should just get, you know, McDonald's on the way home cause I'm tired and this, and I've worked really hard all day and done that, whatever. It's like, that's all emotional talk, right? That's all like, oh, I'm feeling tired and lazy and blah, blah, blah. To where if you take a step back and you pull yourself out of yourself, basically, and you go, okay, what would you tell somebody else to do? Because somebody else may have goals of health and, you know, mm -hmm. trying to stick to a diet or trying to make better choices so that they can be healthier and all that kind of stuff. You would kind of go, Ugh, you just got to be tough. Like just drive home. Don't even like yep. think about stopping. Just go home. And, and then I, I would say counter out with the, how am I going to make my value appreciate? To where, yeah, are, is stopping at McDonald's going to do that or not? And I think people tend to, they, when they're in the emotional state, they go, well, yeah, it will because like, it'll make me feel better and mm -hmm. I won't have to, you know, cook when I get home and it'll really alleviate the like, I'm tired and I don't want to do it. But again, you expand that over a week's worth of time or a month's worth of time and you've made multiple decisions with that, you're now not getting to the goals that you want to get to. It's like, yeah, that's not <laughs> an appreciating asset. That's depreciating. So you need to, you need to pull yourself out and pick an appreciating asset or a choice. Yep. And then you'll start to stack those things and you'll start to, you know, make the progress that you're wanting to. Again, that's where I, I I'm, again, seeing it as the business or seeing it as a product of, as a business, you'd have categories and you'd have this person doing this role, this person's in this ring, they're in that department or whatever, that you're not going to have someone in accounting running your HR department of talking to your employees of what do they need? What, you know, what are they feeling day to day? These are just facts. These are numbers. Yeah. So same thing with okay, the food conversation gets brought up and I really just want to have something not good for me. I can't even go into, well, that's going to make me happy and then making me happy is going to make me, you know, be more productive or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, my body is a machine. It has nothing to do with emotions. So how am I going to fuel the machine to work properly? Right. I need to tune it up i need to keep maintenance on it i need to put the prop say if it's a car i'm putting the proper fuel into it like that's it yeah my body is a machine now when i talk about my emotional state okay would me powering through five hours of work and guilting myself about not doing that going to better my emotional state is that going to be you know increasing my value Maybe not. Is there a better way to do this of the power hours, the structure so that I feel like I'm getting that done, but then I'm also getting time to relax, getting time to listen to music and doing something that really like builds my spirit. It's like that has nothing to do with whether I'm going to go work out or not, or whether I'm going to eat the food or not, because the machine has nothing to do with the happiness.
Yeah. So it's like knowing what department is supposed to be in charge of what. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. With the, especially with the health stuff, the, the diet and exercise and whatever, I think that's a good, uh, concept or thing to think about is like detach the head from the body. It's like the body just wants like good fuel and the exercise and to be strong and healthy and all that kind of stuff. It's your freaking head that wants the donuts and wants to be lazy and wants to do nothing. That's like, it's never going to be good for the body. And a lot of the time it's not even good for the brain either of, of the poor food. It's like, now you're not getting the nutrition that you need. So now your brain's Mm -hmm. not working properly or as properly as it could. You're probably more likely to make those poor decisions again down down the line and in the future. And I think it it goes to like, kind of like what we were talking about on the last podcast of just being honest with your decisions that if you're honest and go, I'm going to do this and I know it's not smart and it's right, then I think you have a better chance of next time going like, uh, I probably shouldn't. Yeah. Rather than you lied to yourself the first time, why can't you just lie to yourself the second time? Right. And you just keep that keep that process. And that's what I was going to say is th- it's not like, oh, well, my machine runs better on premium fuel and now I'm going to never have a donut in my life. No, that's not the case. I'm going to still have the donuts. I'm going to have Culver's. I'm going to do whatever. I feel like I always bring up Chinese, so I'm going to have the Chinese. But again, the not justifying it of well, this is going to make me happy. Who cares? The machine is not connected to happiness. I'm being aware of, I just want it and I'm going to drive my car at top speed and then slam on the brakes. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Like I'm understanding that I'm driving my car on E and I'm not going to go fill it up with gas. Like being truthful about what is actually happening. You're not tending to the machine. You are fucking it up. Yeah. Yeah. But, that still can be okay, but now I'm going to know that was definitely a depreciating in value move. Right. So let's not have more of those than the ways that you're going to appreciate. I think that's the another layer to that like conversation in, in my head that is making it just that much easier to make the, the better decision. Is it's mm-hmm. like what we talked about in the last podcast of the, being honest and not justifying everything, but then now this too of like, yeah. And if I do that, like I'm just putting my, my effort or my energy into a depreciating asset into into something that's going to lose value. So do I really want to do that? Especially when I have like, if I have goals or just like in general, like you said, like typically everybody wants to better their life, like that category and putting my effort into that depreciating asset is not bettering things. So let me just not do that and I'll put it into something that is going to do that because that's the overall goal anyways. So I think that just that another layer and that another piece of the conversation that's like, it just pushes me even more into like wanting to not, not just wanting to make the right decision, but actually making better decisions because I'm, I'm actually thinking about, is this thing giving me value and going to help me gain more value over time? Or is it, you know, not gaining value right now and going to lose value? And I th- the tricky part is a lot of times it maybe feels like it's giving you value now, but then mm-hmm. over time it's going to, it's going to depreciate. And that's the whole, I think, food and exercise thing is a lot of things, but that's a easy example of that, of like, it may feel 
a little bit good right now or really good right now, but over time that's going to make you feel worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. That's the other, I think, interesting point with, with this topic is, or these things is I think the appreciation stuff, it's, it, it's always like a little bit painful at first it seems, but then over time it's really beneficial to where the things that depreciate it's usually like really easy at first and it maybe yeah. even feels good but then over time it's super painful that it's, you have to be careful with what you're thinking what you're choosing because the painful option may seem the, like the wrong one and the really good feeling option might seem like the right one but it's most of the time it's reverse and again to figure out a way that this connects to you like to me the the stop thing really made sense like yeah yeah would i much rather have that money right now to go go out to eat to get coffee to do fun stuff with sure so the pain thing of like oh yeah i'm gonna put money into you know investing but that's gonna build over time and that will like i'll get the benefit later down the road because i made those mini sacrifices now yeah and it's so like figure out a way that, that connects to you of how a house it's like yeah you're gonna save a lot to put a down payment down but you're also gonna have that be appreciating over years and then you're gonna have equity in something that that is something that appreciates maybe put something in a very real world basic has nothing to do with no people. emotional yeah yeah that's like that's very clear cut you understand that you can see the math yeah that's like we are the same same thing with your relationships. Yep. Is this something that's appreciating in value? Totally. Appreciate like are we focusing on building this relationship so it's better and it's appreciating and we're learning and we're getting more tools? Or are we depreciating because we're not putting the time in it into it? We're not putting mm -hmm. the effort into it, we're not putting the focus into it. People around you, is this person that's someone that's going to help me appreciate? Or is this someone that's gonna keep bringing me down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but what on like the modern wisdom podcast what rich roll his name yeah he said that i loved that it's like tiny decisions make dramatic change so it's these little things that you do in your life day to day that will dramatically the the investing thing again <laughs> i keep going back to that. it's like yeah. the compounding interest every day that i choose to work out every day that i choose to eat healthy every day that i choose to show up every day that i choose to put an effort to my work it's not like that was one and done it's like what you you said a little bit ago like we're kind of stacking yeah on how we're improving and that's like the whole part of the is this going to enhance me or depreciate <laughs> like right Right. These things should start to stack on top of each other and build upon each other. And now you have more like I'm able to push it more on my workouts because I have a better facility to be able to push. I'm able to eat healthier because I have more awareness of how to cook. I'm able yeah. to. You have more you, practice at it. Yeah, yeah. It's like you get more tools to be able to work with. Yeah. Because the practice, the understanding of it, the putting focus, you're able to learn more things or whatever that that helped me a lot being able to put it into the real world situation i, I think that's a really good tool or, or, or way to think about it is 
putting it into something that's not emotional so you can kind of see that equation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and easily be able to like i don't know just see how it works um yeah and i think another thing like we, you briefly brought up was the people and just like the people that you are interacting with or surrounding yourself with analyzing that of like is this a, an appreciating asset or depreciating like the more time that i put into this is it is it gaining in value or is it going down in value and i think um we overlook that a lot of the times mm-hmm. i think sometimes we're stuck in our environment you can't choose who you work with all the time right. so you don't have a decision in that but you know your friends or family or whatever if you're if you're noticing those things you can you can apply it there too i think another thing for you interacting with other people is I was thinking about this when I was running today. That same kind of concept of like, it seems like the initial thing, um, it feels good right away, but then over time it doesn't, like it ends up being something that's poor and not valuable. And, and I just was thinking of, a, of an example of like, you're, you're interacting with somebody and it's becoming frustrating to you. And a lot of people are, or some people will get to so much where they snap or they blow up or whatever. And I think we do that because it's like, it kind of feels good to get that emotion out. Mm -hmm. So, and then it kind of, you start to like, you are now kind of in the power position. You feel like you just gained more control because a lot of the time the other person will just kind of back down. They won't, they won't fight unless they're equally or more frustrated and then they come back at you. But most of the time when you snap at somebody, I have a lot of experience at this. They will kind of back down and be like, okay, like whatever. We'll just, mm-hmm. we'll just navigate around this. And, and he's saying chill. because he's the one that snaps, not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. So you don't do that. Anymore, but I but. think it's, it's that thing of like, it kind of actually feels good immediately because I think you gain the power and you get this like, yeah, I'm in control again. Yeah. And But then you, you know, you wait a little bit and it's like, you start to realize, oh, that has made things worse now because now that person maybe doesn't want to hang out with you as much or talk to you as much. Or, or, even just take that, situ- like say that night that you blow up on that person, that whole rest of the night is going to be kind of weird or awkward, or you're right. going to be like kind of not talking to each other. That's yeah. like, at least before you were keeping your emotions in. Now it's just like, you just puked on everything yeah yeah so yeah even that it's like that's a really really quick result that you get Mm -hmm. to see is it's like oh it feels good right away but then you realize after it five minutes later ten minutes later like oh everything is worse now yeah and i think when it's talking about our emotions and how to control them and decision decision making of how we interact with people and whatnot it's like that's also something to think about of how are you presenting yourself and how are you speaking and are you able to stay in control of your emotions when you're talking and you're getting frustrated are you able to like take a second or do what you Mm -hmm. need to do to like calm yourself down so that you can keep this interaction going without it going in a crazy bad direction and and pushing it more to positive but we just we react so much rather than being i don't know just like in control and more proactive in a way 
And I think it goes back to kind of what you're talking about of your work and whatever, like trying to take yourself out of it and your ego out of it and going like, there's a solution here and there's like a positive outcome here. How do I navigate that and find that? And how is it positive for everybody? Because me blowing up and getting frustrated and angry and whatever, it's maybe positive for a second or two because I feel like I'm in control now, but then it's completely negative like the whole rest of the time and further down the line too. It's like, if you have a lot of those or enough of those, like nobody wants to talk to you now. Nobody wants to interact with you now. So I don't know. I was thinking about that while I was running and it was like, Oh, that's another interesting way to think about like how I'm talking to people and interacting with people is like, that's the same appreciating asset or depreciating like in myself too. So it's like, is me getting frustrated and blowing up an appreciating Mm -hmm. thing or is it a depreciating thing? And it's like, well, the results that come, it's all depreciating. It, It makes everything worse always. Yeah. Even though it maybe feels good for a second. Uh, one way that I think about the relationship stuff, because, you know, maybe you feel like you're stuck or you can't adjust who you're around, like you said, the coworkers or something like that, that still taking ownership for yourself, because I think that could also be a slippery slope of, well, you're not good for me. You're not good for me. You're, you're making me worse. You're making, it's like just putting so much outward blame versus, well, Maybe this person has to be in your life. So how can you make this work and make it positive and make it appreciate? Yeah. It's like taking ownership for yourself of, okay, maybe, you know, you tend to always bring up the negative or you tend to always bring up the drama or want to complain about people, whatever the thing is. I'm just making up characteristic traits. I'm not saying anything individually, but what can I do then in that relationship to make it appreciate so that at least... I feel like I'm holding up my end of the deal of what I would like to bring to relationships, which is making it better and providing a positive experience. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, so I at least need to hold up my end of the bargain. Maybe that will adjust the relationship. Maybe it won't. But at least I'm doing my work of holding myself to the integrity that I would like of, I would like to make this better. I want to be a, this type of person in every relationship that I'm in. Am I doing that? Yes or no. If I'm not doing it, step it up. And <laughs> if I am, that can still be an appreciating asset of yeah. I'm still practicing holding my ground. I'm still practicing. How can I still be who I want to be? Maybe with a challenge of someone else is not vibing with me. So how can I do that? Or even more so, is there a way that I am wrong in this? (laughs) Is there a way that I'm reflecting off of them that they're maybe always choosing to talk about that or always choosing to whatever, like, what am I presenting that this is the common denominator? Like, is there a way that I can self reflect in that way and detach of, well, I'm seeing these two people, what can each person bring? And then how can I be both of those? Yeah, it's it kind of this is kind of like leadership. That's what's you know yeah. springing into my head now is like I think when we're talking about this appreciating value and ourselves and how we interact with people too, it's like I think we have a lot more control over that than we think we do. Of like how I conduct myself and carry myself 
how that's affecting other people mm-hmm. and it's like you said like if i'm interacting with somebody and it seems like it's always a bad experience and you're just constantly looking at them as they're the blame because they can't do this or don't talk about that or whatever um that's like looking at yourself and and what you said going like where can i be better at this and what can i do and then you start to maybe make some changes and all of a sudden all those things start to go away it's like yeah that's your effect on people Mm -hmm. and and that's real you're not just a single person walking around and not affecting anybody ever and i think that's what everybody kind of has a problem with nowadays of just like it just feels like everybody kind of sucks like our government and our leaders mm. in that way suck and interactions with people. All we're seeing on our phone is like people fighting in Walmart now. Yeah. It's like, what the heck to where I think we, we don't realize how much effect we actually have and, and how much power we actually have just by the way that we conduct ourselves and interact with people. And it's like, not only can you make yourself an appreciating asset, but because of what you're presenting, you can make other people that way too and, and have that effect on them to where now everybody's just lifting everybody. I, I think that is a huge thing. Um, and it's kind of like a double-sided thing because I think in the way that people are thinking that they're creating influence and creating change, again, going back to the little decisions make dramatic change. I think they're going, I'm going to make dramatic change by doing no little actions. I'm just going to scream and shout until I get what I want about these very big worldly issues versus like, who are you day to day? Who are you in your relationships? Who are you in your surrounding community? How do you show up? Like when you're walking around your neighbors, it's like, do you say hi? Do you promote a positive reaction are you being a good person in society like you to me it's like don't talk shit about bigger things until you are hitting those marks all the time like because it is like the people that are screaming and shouting on social media about change the world on this and that it's like okay but you were just really rude to that person in the store so yeah shut up well, another, <laughs> another Jordan Pearson rule. Clean like, up your clean up your room. Yeah, clean your house before you start judging other people. Yeah. Yep. And and how many of us it's like that what I love about that one is like your house is never going to be clean enough. <laughs> right. So it's like you don't right. you won't ever be able to have the time to you know judge other people and be critiquing other people. But that's I think another like why I said it's double-sided is I think there's also a lot of people that think they have zero influence on the people around them. That is more of the, I'm not a leader. Maybe I don't want to be a leader. I just want to be around. I just want, maybe not even like a follower. Like I just kind of want to be here. Yeah. It's like, even that person still has an influence. Some it's again, the like the kid adult scenario. There is always someone watching you. Yeah. There is a kid listening to you. There's another person around you that's, it could be something so silly that you might influence how they now do that. Like we were in the, again, always bringing up this this example, but like putting your carts away in the parking lot. Yeah. It's like someone might, I did it the other day and you're like, you're making me better by doing stuff like that. It's like, so what 
could, could someone else have seen me do that? Not saying I need to do that because someone's going to see me, but just like, could that have influenced someone to go, Oh, I never even thought to put them away. It yeah. seems so silly, but like, I don't know. Like, and oh, they I was there. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> it's like I was walking in the gym one morning and a guy came in and said, hi. And like, didn't need to talk. Wasn't, it was just like, we're two people in the same room. We're going to acknowledge each other and say like, hi, good morning. They're like, yeah, that automatically made me like, yeah, hi. Like, I don't yeah. need to be weird with you and like, don't, <laughs> don't talk to me. So then when another person the other day came in also at five thirty, why are you in there? I just said, hi, good morning. It's like, yeah, that guy saying that, I was like, that made me feel a little bit better. I'm feeling like, yeah, we're both neighbors here in the same gym. We can yeah. say hi to each other. We're both humans. Now I'm going to go and follow up and do that. And you might get rejected. There might yeah, be some people but- that are like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. But it's like, it's about you. How I do, how do I want to show up yeah. in that moment? How do you want to show up? Yeah. yeah. That I think a lot of people don't think they have any influence. And then some people think they have influence in ways that they don't. <laughs> yeah. But well, it is to- like, well, totally. you're not invisible. There's, uh, yeah, I feel like there's so many people that feel like they don't have, most people probably don't feel like they have any influence. And I think yeah. that's where it's that's like. That's dangerous. Yeah, totally. Because look what starts to happen, you know, or, or when you, when you enough people who don't feel like they have influence start to make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, now it is influencing people. You know, look at look yeah. at everything that's going on. I think it's just a lot of people that are not taking initiative to like be leaders in their own life. Even if it's just for you, yep. be a leader for you. It's like, yeah. I'm going to lead myself yep. and lead, you know, maybe my just little home of people too and try to do that. It's like, it doesn't have to be this big. I think that's what we get confused by or think about with influences it's like well it has to reach everybody or it has to reach a lot of people it's like no it can be just the four people in your house it could be just the you know the 20 people in your class when you go to school or something like there's you show me that video of the guy walking into class somebody (laughs) somebody cut him walking into class like every every day (laughs) and he just walks in he's like good morning y'all every single day with that voice that attitude yep and it's like how do you not now have a good class? Right. You know, I'm sure there's some people in there that are like, oh, this is so annoying and they just don't have the energy. But how many people were maybe neutral, a little negative, And then he walks in and does that and they're yep. lifted a little bit. Yep. It's like he is influencing 20 people that yeah. day. And, and he probably does that in every class. Sure. So how many people is he influencing? And it's like, that's just a small little thing in his one, yeah. one little school, but it's, you could go even smaller. It's like you're influencing yourself when I have a shitty attitude and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm whiny. I'm judging people. I'm being an asshole. It's like you're influencing yourself and every person you come around and in contact with that day, it may be six people, but now you just made six people's days worse. Yeah. And then what are they going to do with that? Yep. And the butterfly effect thing. Yeah. And I think we, we just, we take that, and it's not to be like you have to be perfect every day but i think like you said people don't realize the influence they have and in the responsibility they have too we always bring them up but i'm reading jocko's book and one of the stories he's telling is um well it's actually i think his the person he co-wrote it with um his name is leif um he's writing this leif? chapter or something huh leif i think it's a leif 
It's L E I F. Um, How many times do people say Leaf? Your name Leaf? Leaf? Yeah. No kidding. But he's telling the story of how he was overseeing Hell Week for the Navy SEALs. And he was noticing that this, which I, I'm curious because I think it might be when David Goggins went through. Oh. Because there's talking about how this, they, they call them boat, boat Crew 1, Boat Crew 2 or whatever. And he was saying how Boat Crew 2 had this leader. And of course, in Goggins' book, he was Boat Crew, crew 2 and he was the leader of it. So I mm. think there might be like the crossing paths in the books. But... Um, He's talking about how this guy is leading boat crew two, and they are, they're winning every single race. And, um, when they win the races, they don't have to do like the extra fitness stuff or whatever. So they're getting these breaks every single time. And there's another boat crew, boat crew six, that's losing every single one of them. And each boat crew is assigned a leader. So what they did was they took boat crew two and boat crew six and switched the leaders just to see if simply the switch of leaders yep. would change the performance in the two. Yep. And unfortunately, I haven't finished it, but oh! I I can I can guess. I can guess yeah. where it's going because yeah. that's what the whole book is about is leadership. Yeah. I can guess that now Boat Crew 6 with the better leader is going to start winning all of yeah. them. And it's like that is the impact and the influence you have. Because he says in the book too, when when they're telling them that they're going to switch, the guy in Boat Crew Six was like so happy and so excited because he didn't think he was doing anything wrong. He didn't think it had anything to do with him. Now he he's like taking, a killer team. He thinks he's going. I'm going to this great team, and we're going to win every time. Yep. And the other guy's pissed because he thinks he's going to a shit team, maybe. But he's able to probably separate that and still lead. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's the type of the the shitty leader has the shitty influence and your team is losing every single time to yep. where the good leader has the good influence and they're winning every time. And then you switch them. That good leader is going to be able to lead those other people. And it's all about the influence mm -hmm. and, and, and that leadership. And I think we, again, we, we don't think we have it, whether it's in the positive way or in the negative way, but everybody's interacting and feeling it, you know, the vibes mm -hmm. thing, everybody's, reacting to that and there's some people that are just more easily influenced than others and i think that comes to that like kind of leader follower type thing the more you choose to try to lead and and be the presence that you want to be rather than your whole mood and feeling is dictated by other people you're going to be better off that's an appreciating asset that you're putting your time and effort into it's like i'm going to lead the putting it into the just reactionary and you know negative and i'm just gonna be here and let everything affect me um that's depreciating and i think you can see that kind of worldly right now of like see what happens when you just like let everything come and affect you all the time mm -hmm. you're of course you're gonna go negative everybody's screaming negative things it's like you have to lead you have to be in control and leading yourself and i think all that negative stuff that comes then you can go well no i'm gonna i'm gonna be here and like be in my structure and be in my positive outlook and you know try to even affect and lead other people too and that's just such a better route to go down yeah i think you see that in parents a lot of the time like the parents that are in charge and the kids know that they're in charge and they're making the rules and mostly just like they've got it 
They've got yeah. it handled. They know like they're they know what's going to happen. They know how to handle the situation before the kid even realizes the situation. Those are the kids that behave better. Yeah. Because they feel like someone's got me. All I got to do is just fall in line and do what I'm told and do what's expected of me. Now I can flourish in the way that I need to as a kid, as a follower, as the role player that I, I like that of, yeah, you can be a leader to the people that you influence, but it starts with you. Yeah. And just start with that. Yeah. Because, and I think that's where you'll have a natural effect then. You don't have yeah, you to, almost shouldn't do it because of the effect. Right. And, and you, you almost shouldn't have the idea of like, I'm going to lead these people. Right. It's like you should, you should start with yourself and carry yourself a certain way. And then that just naturally is going to mm-hmm. influence other people in the, in the positive direction. Yeah. I think the, there's only one last thing I have written down here that I wanted to bring up. I put, I wrote down happier when going into appreciating assets and sadder in depreciating ones. So I think when you look at the things in your life and the things that are making you angry, upset, sad, whatever, again, trying to take your emotional self out of it and looking at it in this, in this way of, is this an appreciating thing or a depreciating thing? I think when you look at the things that make you sad and angry and all those negative ones, are you putting time and effort? into thing money into things that are depreciating in value and then trying to kind of search of like how that's affecting you and maybe the trail of why it's making you sad um and then the things that make you happy kind of looking at them of like oh how is this appreciating in value and what is the connection between that because i think when it comes to the emotional stuff if you can kind of pinpoint okay this thing makes me happy every single time what is the connection with it? I, I I would guess that it's an appreciating asset and value. If you're unhealthy, out of shape, all that kind of stuff, you probably feel sad and upset about that. Sure. Now, when you look at the that being a depreciating asset, and then you start to make the trail of like, okay, well, what are the decisions that I'm making? And it's like, uh, I'm, I'm not yeah. going and exercising. Yeah. I'm eating poor food. Um, kind of like what are the branches of what that looks like yeah so then when you start to come across those times and where it's like oh i just want to get a you know a dozen donuts or half a dozen donuts and i want to get some beer i want to get some you know mcdonald's or whatever it is you start to then connect that trail of like yeah but that eventually makes me sad upset angry like i have this depreciating trail here to where when you choose the other things or you find the things that appreciate and value and you find that trail, you can then find the decisions that, hey, when I make these decisions, it appreciates and value and it continues to go up and it makes me happier. Yeah. Yeah. I think that just goes back to a very large theme in a lot of our conversations is just the awareness of yourself, the... um. And I think with awareness, you have to allow, like, (laughs) analyzing yourself, analyzing your actions, analyzing what your whole kind of like, again, if I see it as like a business, like every element of what creates a business, analyze all those categories. Is each department working together? Is each department 
high functioning is each department kind of moving maybe in a forward direction or appreciating direction but you have to detach or zoom out or step back you have to be able to see it logically and maybe without emotion and you have to be honest with yourself and not justify those actions of is this really why i'm doing this mm-hmm. is this really helping me is this really not helping me at all you have to take the time to analyze to question and to kind of like grill yourself <laughs> a lot of the time yeah. like hmm could you be better like i feel like we had this conversation the other day of like let's just pretend you're wrong <laughs> now what yeah. let's pretend that you're seeing this wrong or how could like look at a different view of this look at a different option is there a possibility that this is depreciating in value now what would you do with that what's right. the outcome what's what are the branches of that yeah and then do you think that kind of makes more sense <laughs> yeah 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 that. totally but it does it has to come back to you gotta analyze be aware yeah well and i think another theme that seems to be happening with this is like be less emotional mm-hmm. there's so much advice out there that's like be more emotional what do they say with stocks and investing your money and money period you can't be emotional with money no it's math it's behaviors it's logistics yeah if you get emotional about it that's where you fuck up yeah well and i think as time goes on it seems more and more that that's true for happiness and emotions and that sort of thing too so it's like being more logical about it yeah and and not so making an emotional decision to try to change your emotions it's like there's so much more advice now of like feel more get into more of Mm -hmm. your feelings and be more emotional about stuff and we're so you know like the therapy stuff and um just talking about how disconnected we are from our emotions and all that kind of thing it's like i think we've gone too far I think there's too much of the pendulum has swung to like all we're ever thinking and talking about is our emotions and coming from that state that it's like, I think sometimes it's a little bit more of a math equation (laughs) than, than an emotional, you know, journey. I think it's like, you're, Uh, you're, you're unhealthy. I think better exercise. It's not complicated. Yeah. If you start, I think, I think we go to like. Well, I need to fix the emotional problem first and then I'll start doing that. And it's like, I think that's where the problem comes. They don't fix it. We're bringing up the emotions. We're bringing up why we feel things. We're bringing up why we've made the decisions and what the, the trauma behind it or what led us to this. And then we stop. So again, going back to the analyze, dig in. Why do I always make that decision? Why? Like, what is the emotion connected to? Cool. Bring it up. Figure it out if you want. Now what? What's the action that you're going to do to change, to like move beyond the emotion? I think we're just kind of getting to the emotion and going, I'm just going to feel it forever. Yeah. And see, I kind of, I don't know. I still go to like, what's the problem? You're unhealthy. Okay. Get healthy. It's like, we don't have to do this whole side journey of, 
emotional trauma figuring of out how like, i got unhealthy yeah it's like go because you were weak <laughs> that's why <laughs> yeah. you like, figure out why you were weak i guess but the outcome is you have to not be weak anymore well and and there you go you already started this trail it's like i feel like people just continue to go down that trail yeah you know well why am i weak well it's because of this well why because of that well then these things well then why mm-hmm, why 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 mm-hmm. and then you never end up fucking going and exercising and because I think it habits. continues to be a justification. I think I do that. Like, again, my biggest struggle is not physical. It's not mental most of the time. It's the emotional stuff that's like, well, why am I more emotional? Why do I, why do I get emotional about things? Why do I get so wrapped up into it? blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I could break down my childhood and break down why I was allowed to do, be this way or whatever, but cool. Yeah, now what, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you have all this info uh, that doesn't change the fact that I'm just weak in that area. My weakness yeah. is I get emotional about things that don't need to require that or whatever. It's like it doesn't matter how I got here. It's now what am I going to do with that? Yeah. Cool. My chemistry and my wiring is a little bit more geared towards that. Okay. And I'm think, weak. Now I think fix for, it. <laughs> for some people like myself, it's like we don't need to go down that hole. It's like, just fix the problem. It's like, sure. oh, I'm, I'm rewrite the story. I'm not eating well and I'm out of shape. It's like, so eat well and get out of shape. I don't need to go figure out all the emotional reasons and why this happened. Because yeah. a lot of the time you might be just searching for shit that's not there. It's like, you could just start making stuff up. Yeah. And it's like, you're really, there's, there's a point where you, you're starting to just do this to distract yourself from the work that you actually need to go do. Yeah. It's like, this is going to be hard. So I'll just talk about all this because it's easier to do. It's like, you're just avoiding it. Yep. Go exercise, go eat what you're supposed to eat Mm -hmm. and get this shit done. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think there's just, there's too, there's a little too much of the like, well, let's talk about it and let's do this and do that. It's like, go fucking do it. Yeah. Stop talking about it. Go do it. Go get healthy. Go, you know, like make more money, work harder. Like if you yeah. don't like how you can't buy shit, like go make more money. Yeah. Like stop f- trying to figure out all the emotional shit with it. You're wasting a ton of time. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm almost like, let me go get healthy and then I'll just look back and go, yeah, what was going on? Because I'm way happier in a way better uh, mental state now. Yes. And I can look back and go, oh, weird. A lot of it had to do with the fact that I just wasn't healthy. Uh, yeah. Or I just wasn't making money. Yep. It's like, I thought I needed to figure out all my problems so then I could make money. It's like, no, you just needed to go make money. And now you look back and you go, oh, that was the problem was yep. I wasn't making money and yep. I need to do that. And you could have wasted so much or you did waste so much time just like feeling it out or thinking about it. That yeah. It was so stupid. But like my emotional stuff, like I started just taking a note from my friend Abby. Like I was just like, she's just a cool girl. Like I'm just going to be a cool girl. And I swear to God. <laughs> like i did that for a year straight anytime i got upset about something i was like would a cool girl do this would a cool girl be upset about this no and i stopped and i stopped getting upset about it and (laughs) so stupid but it's like it was just an action it worked i didn't need to go well but remember you're you're upset about this or like remember Mm -hmm. this is why you get upset about this it's like who gives a shit would a cool girl get upset about that no so you're not going to do that stop and then be done with it and now I look back on certain things that would have spiraled me for days. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so random that I would get upset about that. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And and you're like, why would I have? Or what, what is this? And you, it's like, 
how much time you spent. Why do I get upset about this? And this and that, going into all the emotional shit. And it's like, you could have just went, don't like be a cool girl. And that's what I needed. I needed the action of be a cool girl. Yeah. I can't be Courtney and not be upset about that. Courtney's going to be upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to be a cool girl in my head. And it's like, yeah. cool girls don't get upset about that. Be a cool girl. You're fine. Just be awesome and move on. Yeah. That's why I think like figure out all the reasons why later later <laughs> it's like go get the shit done and then go and then think about it yeah because it's probably you'll probably forget about it honestly <laughs> yeah you'll probably forget about it there are so many things with me like that with the emotional stuff as i'm trying to work on it the last how many years that it is like oh that's so random remember when i used to get upset about that and i like forgot like mm-hmm. it used to be a core say issue in a a relationship and i'm like oh yeah remember that that was so weird like i don't even think about that anymore (laughs) yeah 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 i think there's a little bit of avoiding the problem it's like just fix the problem i think that's a great way to look at it don't like don't like are you diving into it just because you're trying to avoid the work that you need to do yeah totally yeah and even if you don't feel like you are it's like still do you want the problem solved or not like solve sure. the problem. That's where I'm, I like, For, I'm like forward momentum versus reflecting on the past. Yeah, well, and just like sitting there and like sulking in the emotional shit. It's like yeah. you're just you could use all that time to be going for a walk, being healthier, or lifting weights, yeah. or whatever. You know, if it's like if it's the the health thing that's your issue, it's like just go do the thing. That was that was such a huge thing for me when it came to work. Was it was just, like, just do it. Just go do it. Why are you like? Well, yeah, you, it's like almost stop thinking about it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Stop. Don't trying think to, about it at all. Just stop go. trying to sit into that place. It's like, just go fucking work and figure it out. Right? Yeah. And, and just go do it. And it's like, oh, my problem was just that. It's like, it, yeah, I'm not good at like, you know, pushing my emotions down and going to work and not letting it affect me or whatever, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And now I don't want to go. And it's like, well, force yourself to go. And then you just get used to going. Yeah. It's like, oh, weird. Yeah. Well, How I feel like most people that? say that about like going to the gym. It's like, I just have to get in there and I'm fine. It's yeah. like, yeah. So that whole time that you're driving to the gym and you're in your car and you have to go get out of your car and walk in, it's like, just don't think or like distract yourself like put on music and just like immediately start listening to that it's like whatever your cool girl thing is it's like a cool girl wouldn't sit in your car yeah a cool girl would just go in and like walk in there with confidence (laughs) like whatever it is it's like yeah you almost got to stop thinking that was such a random tangent but yeah yeah sweet appreciate your life yeah yeah cool Good job. Good job. Bye.